I know you've heard it in these coaching groups. People have the money. You'd be surprised that when you anchor right during your sales calls, how they'll find it. You're doing your sales wrong. Doing your sales calls right in this context usually means mental and emotional manipulation. But we're here to talk about high ticket as a concept. Is there something wrong with high ticket as a concept? Let's get into it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, and we're back with another question episode. So today, the question is, is there something wrong with the high ticket concept? Now, remember what I said. If you listen to last week's episode, definitely recommend you do. But these questions are not rhetorical. I'm hoping to spark a conversation and I am questioning my assumptions. So another assumption I received as I stepped into this world of high ticket coaching was that there was nothing wrong at all with high ticket. In fact, most of the high ticket folks completely trashed on low ticket options and high ticket is often touted as the way to go. So I wanted to research a bit more about high ticket as a concept. So I turned to search data. Yes. So according to Word Tracker, which is a free keyword research tool, high ticket has seen an increase in users searching for it in recent months, along with other related keywords, longer tail keywords that include high ticket in the phrase. So Google Keyword Planner shows that high ticket coaching is up 900% in the last three months with a monthly average search of 10 to 100, not high at all. Google Trends shows high-ticket coaching searches peaked in 2008-2009 and then didn't really see activity again until 2015, and then it doubled in August 2020. So I think it's interesting to point out that in 2008-2009, the United States and much of the world was struggling and trying to come out of a recession. And then in 2015, I know 2014, 2015, there was a lot of activity with Russia. I believe oil prices crashed. It went from like $100 a barrel to $60 a barrel. Uh, There was a lot of things going on. And then, of course, we know what was happening in 2020. Mm, It doubled in 2020. And we've been experiencing the great resignation called by some as well as the great reshuffle with a whole bunch of people resigning from their jobs. I believe in the month of December in the United States, 4.5 million people resigned from their jobs. So, you know, as we look at data, it's always important to consider some of the other human aspects, some other things that influenced or could influence why the numbers swung the way that they did. But high ticket and related terms seemed to see consistent search traffic in 2014 and 2015. Interestingly, High-ticket digital marketing didn't see searches, not really, until about five years ago. 
And significant traffic did not start until October 2021. And that's the Google data. So actual volume for those keywords isn't very high, usually less than 1,000 in the vast majority of cases. So I think it's really interesting, right, that high ticket digital marketing wasn't even super high up on the radar. And I think it's because it wasn't super difficult in 2015 to sell a high ticket program compared to today because not a lot of people were doing it. So it was different and it was new. And a lot of people who were buying these high ticket programs associated price with quality, as many of us do. And it's become very apparent in you know, 2020, 2021, 2022, that quality and price do not go together in the coaching and consulting world, in the entrepreneurship industry world. <laughs> so with the number of people that it seems are in this space, either selling a high ticket program, helping coaches and consultants sell their high ticket program with a high ticket program, why aren't there more searches? Why aren't there more searches? Do people interested in high ticket do their research somewhere else that's not the internet? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Where did I first hear high ticket? Facebook. So I conducted a keyword search in Facebook groups. And you're going to have to forgive me because I counted these by hand. So I may be off by single digits. But there are 61 Facebook groups with the word high ticket in the title and more than 500 members. So there's more than 61 groups with the word high ticket in the title, but there's 61 of them that have more than 500 members. There are 50 groups with the word high ticket in the title and more than a thousand people. And then I got tired of counting, but there were some that had tens of thousands of people in the Facebook groups. And these are groups that largely focus on high ticket sales strategies, tactics, and opportunities. But high ticket comes up all of the time in other relevant Facebook groups like online coaching groups. So do most people go from the Facebook groups to the phone call and then start working with the person? Because they don't appear to be searching on Google. And when I think about it, I was completely unprepared when I got on the phone call with my first high ticket coach. And these were the ones that, you know, strung me along and got my like $30,000 because I wasn't expecting the call to be the way that it was. It was like a pressure cooker almost, and I just was completely unaware of it. They just moved me right through the emotional phases. No resistance from me. I felt like these people were psychic, like they knew exactly who I was. And it turned out that was just not the case. But, you know, I was just, I was naive. And, or I guess I don't want to say naive, because I'm a very intelligent person who's, you know, encountered all types of bad stuff before. I was just unprepared and unaware. And that's why I keep working to bring awareness to this space because it's not that I don't want you to hire a coach. It's not that I want you to say, oh, I, Ruthie said that coaches are bad, so I'm never going to hire another one. That's not what I'm saying. What I want is for you to have a certain level of awareness so you can find the coach out there that's right for you and completely shove aside all of these fraudsters, these people who are basically creating coaching mills that have high churn, low customer lifetime value compared to what they could have if they ethically approach the coaching and consulting space. So that's what this is about, is increasing awareness so that way you can find the coach, the coach, the consultants that are going to help you, you know, really bring your vision for your business into this plane of reality. 
So that was my, you know, after I saw that, I was like, man, these search results are really low. With the amount of money we're spending, you would think that it would be much higher. But when I think about it, right, most coaches and consultants or their sales team, like you can get on a call the next day or within the first two days, it doesn't leave you a lot of time to really sit on it because you're probably busy. And then you get on the call and then again, they just, a good salesperson will seem like they just know you and they just roll you right through the process. And here you are at the end wondering how you're going to succeed unless you hire them, right? They set up a very black and white, black and white logical fallacy. And it seems like either you move forward with them and succeed or you don't and fail. Again, if you've got awareness, then you won't fall into these traps. But again, is there something wrong with the high ticket concept? High ticket as a concept, if I am stripping away the fact that I was just talking about manipulative sales, all right? So what if the sales process is completely uh, two-way street, high-level two-way communication, uh, high level of empathy and trust, it's approached ethically, so not manipulative sales, ethical sales treat you like a real person and not a number sales? Is, is there still something wrong with the high ticket concept? What if they sell you exactly what it is that you wanted to buy? What if they deliver on every single promise? Is there something wrong with the high ticket concept? So I'm trying to create a, an isolation bubble, if you will, so we can kind of just look at the high ticket concept itself. And high ticket, right? I am selling a program or service, whatever, for a high amount of dollars. So usually we're looking at four, five, or six figures. Is there something wrong with that? No, I don't think that there is. I don't think that there is. If you have an ethical marketing where you're respecting somebody's agency, if you have an ethical sales process where you're encouraging that person to come to the conclusion that's best for them, and you accept it without any manipulation on your part, and they would come into that program and have a, an amazing client experience and get you know what you said they were going to get, if not more, is there something wrong with that? No, I don't think so. But maybe what's wrong, right? Again, looking at high ticket as an isolated concept, not attached to some of the other things that we associate it with, maybe it's in who's targeted. Maybe the ethical problems come in when you target people who don't have money. When you target people who shouldn't be spending like that, of course, if you've got a strong sales process, then you're going to be able to see that up front and you're going to tell them, no, you shouldn't be in here. But, you know, again, I'm doing my best to kind of look at this as an isolated concept. It's difficult to do because if, if you weave ethics and strong brand values and principles throughout your entire operation, from your marketing all the way to fulfillment, these types of things tend to not happen. <laughs> but Maybe it comes in, maybe the problem comes in with who is targeted. If they haven't achieved a certain level of success in their business, it's an indication that they haven't mastered basic business principles. So do they really need your organic marketing program, your business mindset program, your feminine energy business program, your supernova brand program? Hint, that's one of mine and I've turned people down. Instead, they might need to invest some time with score.org or a state or local business program that can help them within their budget and level of experience, i.e. it's free and they're beginners. So I don't think it's the high ticket concept in and of itself, right? And again, I'm just saying high ticket as I've got this program, this service, and I'm charging four, five, six-ish, maybe more figures for it. Is there something wrong with that? No. 
But I do think there may be something wrong with the people that we are choosing to target. All right, let me know what you think. I'm interested in the conversations. I want to discuss this. Again, these are meant to be sparks. These are meant to catalyze conversations. So share it with somebody who you think would benefit from hearing it. And don't be shy. My DMs are open. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.